GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome everyone to the Gamezilla Podcast. I whoa, am whoa, what the? Whoa, 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 pump the brakes, Mickey. You said I could do it this week. Pump the brakes. I said you could do this before you made us an hour and a half. Wait, nope, nope, is that right? An hour and a half late with your hamster wheels running on your PC, okay? Okay, remember how I told you the other night that I had hamster the wheel for my internet? Well, Welcome the to the GameZilla died. Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your motherfucking host, Grim the Dino, and with me is Butterboy and some other dude that can't get his computer to turn on, Player One Miggy. What's going on, everybody? Similar to how Miggy's internet is a relic from the 1990s, I am proud to announce that I will only have four more shows recording from my home dining room table. I've purchased myself a studio space that I'm excited to announce right here on the show. I will soon be occupying an abandoned family video store near my home. Uh, I will have some, some shelvings with DVDs. I'll have plenty of that. Uh, uh, probably a few copies of really bad movies uh, and plenty of room to spread out and record. So, um, you know, I'm pretty excited to take over a family video. Pretty excited about it. You will have an entire backdrop wall of DVDs of Species and Species 2. That'll be your backdrop wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> the family video by my house, for some reason, owned three copies of each of those movies. And we wonder why no one rented it. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the first ever episode of 2021. If it's a sign of how this year is going to go for this podcast, we are in a lot of trouble. But hopefully it's just a one-off. This is our first show of the new year. We did take uh, an extended break through the holidays, got to spend time uh, with our loved ones, and also work on the show to improve it and make it better. As you can tell already, we are really, really exceeding and, and, and just doing a great job of that. But... We do have an episode for you, episode 342 of the GameZilla Podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news, brought to you by, well, hopefully still, (laughs) our patrons. (laughs) We apologize in advance for this first episode. Yes, thank you so much to all of our supporters at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can start your patronage as low as $1 per month, getting you some uh, access to uh, you know some, some goodness, including my show, The Ridiculous. I have a show uh, with my man, Sci-Fi AJ, all about tier listing animals. I encourage you to go listen to it. But the real sweet spot is that $5 a month. That's the exclusive content level. You get a bonus show every single month from each show on the GameZilla Media Network. It's must-listen-to stuff. You can't find it on Spotify. You can't find it on Apple Podcasts. You can only get it at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. And tell you what, as, as a special bonus to you, our patrons, any member of our Patreon, 
will say 50% on their rentals after I assume ownership of, of the abandoned family video by my house. You come on down. I'll give you half of your rentals of the remaining copies of Species. I'm sure there might be some weird, obscure pornography in the back. I'll rent to you. F off. Uh, yeah. Come on down. There's a few Make copies of Green Lantern, you know? <laughs> Green Lantern on, on uh, base DVD. No Blu-rays. No Blu-rays. You pay full price for Blu-rays at my family video. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll have a butter boy, butter boy films. I'll have an Atari VCS <laughs> you can rent. Oh dear God! Thing? Oh, Atari VCS that you can rent. Do you remember going to the Blockbuster and you'd walk out with one of those cases that made you feel like you just like were part of the FBI or something? It was this giant <laughs> lockdown case that had a video game system in it if you wanted to rent it. Oh, man. I remember other people doing that. I I was always too <laughs> yeah. cheap to engage in that behavior. Yeah, yeah. not I that you just... were too too cheap. You're fit. That was that was your family. You were too young at that point. <laughs> you might have been, I... you, you might have been young butter boy where if, if your parents did it, you might have yelled at him. Yeah, my brother, what are you doing? I have a, I have an NES, and this is 1997. <laughs> I can rent the copy of Snoopy Olympics that they have here. The only game left. It's fine. Man, that sounds like a topic for The Legend of Retro. All right, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be the fastest show ever because we're an hour and a half late, so we're already way over. But, um, hey, let's get into this. Thank you to our patrons. We really appreciate you. Um, 2021 will, I promise you, even if I have to get a new video producer... Player one, Miggy. It will get better. <laughs> Does that mean I get promoted to third co-host? Yeah, you get promoted to uh, to bench warmer. There we go. Um, but no, <laughs> seriously, uh, we, we're still working through some things. Clearly, we'll get it figured out. Uh, but we do uh, post our post these videos to YouTube uh, every every week. So if you can't watch the live show, you can either catch the vod here on Twitch.tv/slash/GamesLaMedia, or you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, and then, of course, you can listen to these podcasts on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Poopy Podcast, uh, Family Video, Butterboy Films, wh wherever it is that you can listen to your podcast, they're there. So make sure you uh, make sure you subscribe, follow, heart emoji, give us five stars, all that fun jazz. Uh, but we do have a show to get into. We're going to get into it. Uh, I guess I'm going to give this back to Butterboy. It's 2021, and 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 Miggy stumbled a little bit. So Butterboy, here's the news. It's time for the news. Very, very, nice, very nicely done. Very nicely done. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to crumble under the pressure. <sighs> you, and, and the audio didn't break. The the stream didn't crash. Um, the computer. Listen, didn't I'm a business the, owner now. You have to show me some damn respect. The computer didn't set on fire, so I mean, like, we're good to go. Topic number one. This one comes uh, from Butterboy. Google Stadia and GeForce Now are coming to LG TVs in 2021. So. Yay, whoopie doo, right? I mean, I know you're excited, right? You got an LG TV, right? Me? Yeah. Uh, I have I have a 2017 Samsung and I have a 2020 <laughs> TCL. Uh, got it, but got nothing, it. All right. Nothing from yeah. the fine folks at LG. <laughs> LG has announced that it's bringing two of its leading cloud gaming services, uh, Google Stadia and NVIDIA GeForce Now, Um I mean, it, I like how they What's say Stadia? two two of the leading cloud gaming <laughs> services. Like, what the fuck does 
Based on mm-hmm. what? The fact that Amazon Luna isn't out yet and you just didn't make a deal with Xbox? Like, what the hell is that? It's the newest TV, uh, to its newest TVs later this year. Stadia is expected to be available in the second half of the year after the 2021 lineup of OLED, QNED, and NanoCell TVs. I've, I've fallen out of TV technology because I don't even know what QNED is anymore. But, um... And GeForce now coming sometime later. So we're not going to see this till second half of 2021. Um, but they, they will be rolling out to LG TVs. Um, the news signifies a continued expansion for both services. Google has promised that Stadia will come to Google TV, um, including the latest Chromecast, in the first half of 2021. Uh, last week, Sony announced its 2021 lineup of TVs. They all run Google TV, so it's safe to bet that you'll also be able to find Stadia on those when they ship in a few months. Uh, as for GeForce Now, it's currently available on the NVIDIA Shield platform, Windows, Mac OS, Chrome OS, Android, and in beta on Safari uh, for iOS and iPadOS, uh, but it is not shipping natively on any TVs, so LG is among the first uh, in that uh, in that category. So. And I mean, so Butterboy, you brought this up for a reason. I think obviously the the announcement is it is what it is. We're gonna we're starting to see gaming get integrated into non gaming devices in the sense of like you could buy a TV, not be a gamer, but all of a sudden have the access to play games um, without really having to do much more than have a controller. But um, beyond that, I think for me it is. What is like? This is the new race. This this is, and I don't mean like a ma- the major race, but it is one of the races that we're going to start seeing. Is these gaming companies start to try to get their product, their services into as many devices as possible? And um, you know, I think we've seen Xbox and Samsung working together. I think, and we talked about it off stream that that um, they already have a really good relationship on the mobile side. So we probably are going to see Game Pass or something like that find its way to the an X cloud I should say find its way to Samsung TVs uh, what are your what are your feelings on this topic though my my concern is if you're buying an LG OLED you're probably spending some money so you're you're spending some money you want to play games in a barely functional format on your really <laughs> nice TV I don't know if that makes a lot of sense um again if if Google Stadia continues to improve the quality of play and of connection i i still think the technology of cloud gaming directly to your tv is an awesome idea i just don't know if you know google stadia is the one i want to hitch my wagon to and hope that it works just remember google stadia is the best place to play cyberpunk 2077 that's why Uh, they're leading i might have i might have an update later about that might not be true Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it might be an xbox series x in my opinion um we'll talk about if i know what i'm talking about or not so i this would be really big to me honestly with one more move by lg and that would be to include a stadia controller or include a nvidia shield controller whatever they would use for that in the box or some sort of compatible gaming controller to just say, Hey, out of the box, these services will be available for you. Here's a 30 day trial. Here's a controller. You are enabling someone who just bought a TV to potentially use the service by including that controller. I, I think that would possibly, uh, allow the company to parlay that into some subscriptions. If I were Google, I would be trying to make some sort of move like that or a bundle, um, in retail locations to try to get more controllers. Cause that's the only way people are going to 
you know, adapt that early. It's still a new technology. The, still the general public. We've talked about this a hundred times. Only hardcore gamers have a clue what Stadia is. The general public, someone just buying this OLED because they just want a nice TV and they're not real tuned into gaming, they're going to see Stadia printed on the box or something and never investigate what that is. So they they need to make a big play to try and win those people over to play games. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, obviously, I think Stadia has has an edge here when it comes to the fact that they also have a... I don't want to say well thought out, but they have a controller, right? And so they've already even tested the fact of like, hey, are you YouTube premium? Cool, here's here's a free controller and a free Chromecast and stuff. It'd be just as easy to make some sort of deal with a manufacturer of a TV and say, add here here's here's hundred thousand controllers or whatever, uh, add them into the box, you know? Um and yeah, it, it could be it could be a, a pretty cool thing, or it could be that controller that just ends up in everybody's drawer that nobody ever looks at because they don't care. Um, time will tell. I think the other interesting thing here is that how often do you meet somebody that hardwires their TV versus connects it via Wi-Fi? And mm -hmm. and you know we talk about you need the best connection, you need the best speeds, you need these types of things. Uh, you, as far as this technology, people need to start. There needs to start to be education around the fact that, like, hey, if you can, if if you plan on trying to utilize this, then it's you know a hard line would be best, uh, the best thought for the for your TV device, uh, if it's possible, you know, type deal. And and I think the last thing that you need to do is like, yeah, you want to spread the platform and get more people to be aware of Stadia and use it, but you also need people to have good experience. And so if you do manage to get people to try it and it's a bad experience, it's just it's hurting you more in the long run than helping you. And so that's what it really comes down to is how well optimized is Stadia? How is what's what's the plan for growth and stabilization in 2021 and, and moving forward even past that? Um, since you're going to start pushing it into TVs, it really needs to be uh, ready. And, and I think that's still been the big question mark is, is it ready? Um, Miggy, any last comments on that before we move on? Uh, no, no, no. You guys, you guys, everything. I agree with, uh, what, what Butterboy was saying about people not, you know, not really knowing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, what these services are when you're buying the TV. I mean, only, only real gamers would know. So I think that's, should be a service that could be in like in the higher end TV, like the gaming TVs that people like yeah. us would look at. And I think Stadia needs to get back to being ballsy and get back to the marketing that they tried to push in the beginning. I mean, they were so heavy on commercials and really trying to push marketing and just shove it down our throats as far as what, that they, that they were here and, and, and they were ready to, sh you know, to, uh, to take over the gaming world. They need to go back to that. They need to just make sure that when you're on YouTube and then when you're on Twitch and when you're on t watching cable television, that we're seeing Stadia more and more and more. And I feel like that's something that they, they did, you know, less, they, they lessened it back when they were having a lot of problems. But I, I do know some people that'll talk, positively about stadia and how, and how much it has improved but like again in the public's eye i haven't seen that from a from a a news reporting marketing side of things and that's what they they need to get back on on top of that google's good at pushing ads and and creating awareness around stuff so just do it i mean if you if you truly believe in your platform and you're going to invest into integrating this into you know all these tvs and everything it's it's time to you know Put up or shut up. So, mm -hmm. 
All right, next topic, we have more than half of Americans turn to video games during the lockdown, a habit that's here to stay. So being our first episode here in 2021, we, we came across this article and it just it was very interesting to see. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious we saw the uptick in viewership within within Twitch and Facebook gaming and YouTube and all this stuff, but, but also we saw how hard it was to buy a Nintendo Switch, how how quickly mm-hmm. all the new systems sold out. I mean, they would have sold out anyways, but I mean, look at how many gamers were upset they didn't get a PS5, you know, because they never even had a chance because more people are after this equipment and they're and utilizing this equipment than, uh, than ever before. And just because restrictions might be lessening and, and pandemic might, I don't want to say be coming to an end, but, but there's going to be a different, experience a different situation going on here i um i don't think this is going to change much i think people have found a new outlet they've found a new way to relax a new way to to create some uh, memories and stuff like that without putting themselves at risk so um 2020 consumed almost entirely by the uh covid19 pandemic more than half of u.s residents turned to video games to fill the time uh, this was according to a Nielsen Company Super Data 2020 Year in Review. 55% of people picked up video games out of boredom to escape the real world and to socialize. And that's the key this, for me is the social socializing. Um, the shift points to a larger one in entertainment. Movie theaters, sports, plays, and more have been largely inaccessible, if not outright dangerous to public health. Just as streaming both of the Twitch and Netflix variety became a huge source of entertainment, so did gaming, uh, especially for adults. Uh, 66% of consumers from 18 to 24 played more game, uh, more console games, while 60% played more mobile games, and unsurprisingly, buyers also tended uh, moved towards digital purchasing. That's another, I mean, this is another talk. We've been talking about the, the, the progression of going digital. This pandemic has only accelerated that um, a, a ton. So Superdata reports that 27% of people, about one in four, uh, played games to stay in touch with each other. In 2020, games like Animal Crossing, New Horizon, and Among Us became cultural touchstones. Uh, Animal Crossing was the hit of the early pandemic, while Among Us had nearly half a million players in November alone. Politicians like Joe Biden and uh, and uh, Cortez capitalized on their popularity to raise awareness of this year's presidential election. If you didn't know, uh, Cortez played Among Us. Biden was messing around with Animal Crossing. Um, even Pokemon Go managed to adapt to the pandemic and grew 39% year over year thanks, uh, thanks to Niantic's updates. Um, which is a which is a huge difference considering Microsoft's Minecraft Earth is closing down and and uh, Pokemon Go grew. Uh, t- shows you here's two AR augmented reality games that you would think require the real world and exploration. One company figured out how to make it work and the other one gave up. Microsoft likes to give up. Hi Mixer and uh, you know what Niantic did a good job. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, as physical spaces disappeared, video games became one of the few places for people to spend time together. Whether that was to enjoy virtual concerts in Fortnite, uh, learn how to vote, or just hang out, Super Data estimates that digital games alone uh, garnered $126.6 billion over the course of the year. The numbers may not spike this year as much as they did in 2020, but the long-term habits forming during the lockdown are here to stay. And that's exactly it. 
is that and you look at you look at us you look at the human race and our and our habits once we are shown um a way that makes our life easier we generally gravitate towards that um you know the example would be the i uh, one example would be the ipod and, and music becoming digital i know i know butterboy hates this this uh, example but he also knows it to be true and so um you know we we had talked about the, the, the concept of Netflix and Hulu and, and, and HBO Max and Disney Plus and all these things and how it was getting overwhelming, but yet here we still are. I'm one that on January 1st, I couldn't watch The Office on Netflix anymore, and I had been I had been condemning Peacock. I was like, I will not pay for another service. I'm a Peacock member now because I need to watch The Office, and the second <laughs> that they had unreleased, un, like extended versions of episodes, I was like, yeah, here you go, ad-free, whatever you want, I'm, I'm yours. Um, so it's just, it's just, we're watching gaming accelerate in an insane way um, that no one expected until this happened, and so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how 2021, 2022, uh, as 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 we are able to maybe get out into the world a little bit more and 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 do things that we used to do that right now have been very difficult. Uh, how if we'll really see much of a drop off, or if this is just the new way that for when people do want to game, this is how we can this is how we consume it. What do you think, Butterboy? I think that we have so many personal examples of people that we know ha that have been more on the fringe of gaming. They've said like, Oh yeah. Like I got back into it. I picked up a cheap PlayStation four or, Oh, I got, we got a switch for the family and I'm getting back into gaming. Like th this was, this year was a catalyst. I know if, if I had fallen out of gaming, which there had been a couple periods in my life where I wasn't that interested in gaming. Um, this would have been something that would have spurred me on to go, I guess I have to head down to a GameStop, buy a cheap system, load up on some games because I'm locked in my house. So, you know, we've talked plenty of times over the course of the last year about, you know, the social aspect of it. Obviously, I think you, you can speak on that, you know, a lot more than than I can in, in, you know, community outreach and the ability to connect with people through gaming. But for for me, it really, it was a year of, of getting to, relax and and sort of i don't know i guess sometimes i have the guilt of like man i should probably be outside doing something because it's nice out i didn't have as much of that guilt this year and that was proven in my streak of just demolishing video games just beating games and moving through them uh so i guess for me like i guess i was able to like relax and enjoy gaming more in 2020 because i told myself like that's all i got I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to go to the mall and just go walk around and shop. And like, I'm not going to go to parties. I'm not doing a lot of the stuff that I would normally do instead of playing games on a Friday night. Well, now I'm playing games on a Friday night. So uh, for me, it, it was, a, it was a good year for gaming. I just wish it was a good year for me getting to go to Europe on an airplane. <laughs> Right, yeah, obviously for, you know, I wasn't going to Europe, but I did have plans to be able to go to the gaming conventions that I like to go to every year, and this would have been the first year that TwitchCon made, would have made sense for me to actually attend, and, and uh, GlitchCon, which was the which was a virtual replacement, was just a giant ad that they played for three days that really didn't do anything as to help the Twitch community meet each other and grow and expand. There was none of that in the sense of how it is when you go to a convention. So, I mean... 
absolutely there's these these things that that um you know drive us i just from the concept of uh for for christmas you said the social the social concept of it for me has been huge i've been i've been quarantined longer than than most and i will be quarantined longer like when other people you some people have already been able to go out and do some things i have not so um you know i i really am happy for for people like butterboy and i and i enjoy being able to see when they share these things with me i'm happy you know it's not anything like that but at the same time for me it's like wow i actually really would like to go and i don't know the last time i've had this thought but because of the pandemic i'm like going ice skating would be actually kind of cool and i haven't ice skated in i don't even know how many years like i was a kid so for me it's like i look at it that way and i am excited to get out there when i can and and disc golf and and ride my mountain bike the way i want to ride it and you know and all these different things but um at the same time I have found this social um, connection via Twitch and, and, and streaming and gaming and even not, even not gaming, recording a podcast like we're doing right now. And so it, it has changed me. And like there's there's excitement around that and, and fear around that in the sense that can when the world says it's time to go back to normal, I think I'm going to have a hard time doing it. And and part of it is because I, I, I don't plan to let go of what I've established in 2020 from the positive side of things. But also the, the fear factor of it is I just gave a year of my life locking myself in my house. The last thing I want to do is put myself out there because other people say to say to do it. And then I end up, you know, getting sick. And so, or, or something, you know, something happens like that. So for me, it's, it's a really weird mix of feelings where, yes, I would like some level of like what we used to have, but at the same time, I do appreciate the, the good things that I did find in 2020. So what about you, uh, Miggy? You got to have some feelings on this too. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like you, you were saying, um, I kind of more relate to, to you about um i've actually started you know started streaming and started you know interacting with people more uh getting to see you know a lot more people streaming and chopping into their streams interacting with them in times if i were at the you know at the office i wouldn't be able to uh you know interact and meet new people i've made new friends um you know and yeah and i often think about that when the world goes back to back to normal you know then you know i am um going to work and stuck in traffic and burning those hours not being able to like you know just clock out and turn around and, and start streaming and interacting with people that i talk to i think just about every time i go live it's just it's it's just something to think about but um you know i think it's good that a lot of people you know found the the hobby to be able to jump in to be able to uh find a way to interact with people in ways that uh you know we're unable to now so um you know it, it i think for some it's it's temporary i mean i think that might be them just finding a way to not go stir crazy um but um you know only time only time will tell once things go back to go back to normal yeah absolutely i think um it'll also be interesting for the for us that became content creators i mean i was a content creator before pandemic but really like double down on it as 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 my hobby as my focus as my you know what i wanted to to work on and grow um while i while i had the extra time is 
are we going to see all this growth on Twitch, all this growth on YouTube and, and Facebook gaming? Are we going to see a harsh like drop off because we talk about people that want to go on vacations, that want to get outside and want to do these things that maybe before they were your viewers, right? They were the people that hung out with you. And all of a sudden now they have other things they need to do. And that's again, like I'm, that's great. But are we going to see that where, um, you know, some people I'm not at the level of being like, I'm going to go full-time content creator, but for those people that maybe have gotten to that point, do we see a drop off where all of a sudden they can't be a full-time content creator because of that drop off? Um, that, that time will tell, but, um, you know, I think, the, the most important thing is understanding that you're not just some not just somebody that's a good at good at a video game or funny or whatever whatever draws people in um you got to build a community and if you build a community then i think you're going to have a better chance at uh at not losing that group of people uh you know is uh won't be as impactful so. All right. I think that's interesting. I do want to hear everyone's thoughts on this. So if you guys are not part of the Gamesville Media Discord, please join the Discord. Come talk with us in the Gamesville Podcast chat uh, channel and let us know what you think about about all this because it is very interesting. The world has shifted. Some things aren't ever going to go back the way that where other things are going to continue to evolve. What are your feelings? What do you, where do you think you see things in the next... 12 to 24 months and how and how it's all going to play out. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the Discord. Um, if you're listening to this, you're not watching us live on twitch.tv slash gamesillmedia, then just go to the website, gamesillmedia.com, click on that community tab, you can get in the Discord right from there. So, all right. Uh, our last topic for the news is Fortnite developer Epic Games just bought a North Carolina mall for its new headquarters. So, um... This is this is it's pretty not nearly cool. as impressive as a family video. I just want to say that not nearly <laughs> as impressive, not nearly, but um, but it is it is really cool uh, because it's uh, it's only a few miles away from its current uh, uh, location, and this is epic. This is epic's like hometown, right? This is epic's home area. They've really invested into this area, and everyone was wondering if you know, as Epic continued to grow and have all the success, would they leave for a you know a, a, a different location that made more sense to be, you know, to be there as a as a major gaming uh, company. Fortnite developer Epic Games is moving to uh, Cary, North Carolina headquarters across town to a large shopping mall, and the plan is to convert an 87-acre uh, Cary Town Center into its new home base by 2024. Epic, uh, once the development is complete, Epic says the site will include recreational and office space customized from the ground up to accommodate its long-term growth. Uh, the company says it plans to, be, to begin development on the new uh, headquarters site this year. Epic purchased the property from Turnbridge Equities and Denali Properties, which bought it in January 2019 as part of a distressed sale after the mall lost three of its anchor tenants. Um, they had planned to turn the site into a mixed-use development um, named Carolina Yards. Epic plans for developing the property, including demolishing some of the existing structures on the site. A spokesperson said in the email to The Verge, uh, to the Verge but the company didn't offer any sp further specifics, saying plans are still in early stages until the new headquarters is ready. Epic will continue to operate out of its current offices at Crossroads Boulevard and carry uh, about three miles away. So this is 
this is really interesting because not interesting, but this is good news because they have invested in the schooling there. They've really sunk time into finding talent and continuing to grow, you know, developers and, and every other aspect this company needs um, from from its, you know, its local area. And yes, I mean, Epic's big enough that they pull talent from around the world. But um, this is neat because this is I think they said something like. 300 football fields in size as far as the as far as the campus and they're going to build a state-of-the-art you know um facility there that's going to support epic games for the you know the, the long haul i think that's really cool i mean especially coming coming working at a, at a company that you know uh put stock into their employees i can kind of see um you know all this where this is going you know even though like even when like they experience um, um crunch um there's going to be a lot of amenities that that are going to be available on the campus that can hopefully you know make their time spent there uh uh better um and all that space i mean you know i, I i'm looking forward to he- seeing um what they do you know in the future when they build out that space I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Instantly had me looking. I'm like, you know what, North Carolina, not a not a bad location <laughs> to go. Uh, maybe I go work for Epic Games. But um, you know, a three year plan isn't isn't that crazy for such a such a such a big build of uh, you know that that they're looking into. So for me, I think this is a um, this is super cool idea. I'm looking forward to uh, see, hearing more of the game, more of the plans. And I definitely will look at job job uh, listings here, uh, just in case. I mean, you never know, but um, it it is really it is really cool. And I do like the idea that they're sticking they're sticking with what they've invested in. They're not just selling out, moving to Cali, or you know, finding finding whatever the next hot spot is for their building. You know, they've they've established themselves here, and they're just going to move three miles down the road and and build build a new state of the art complex at, at when the when the time comes i'm sure we're going to look at it and say wow there's some really cool tech here which mall I think, are we buying <laughs> we have a family video what are you talking about which mall are we buying <laughs> uh for for me i i have to congratulate the people of that community in north carolina um this is going to do amazing things for the the way that community will exist and the way um, the the future generations that live in that community will be able to thrive. I can specifically speak for Grimm and myself. We are the product of a school system that benefited from the very high quality middle-class jobs that were created by the Ford Motor Company in the city we went to high school in. We got a pretty decent public education because for decades prior to Grimm and I being alive, there were good, solid middle-class jobs creating the community we grew up in provided by the Ford plants in that city. So we know firsthand what a large, successful company can do for a community to thrive or a community to die by. Um, So I just hope that it, it continues to show great prosperity to that community and congratulations to epic and uh it's cool they made the right decision to invest in their local community instead of chasing tax cuts in a different state or you know going you know just jumping somewhere else it's 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 cool to just see people locally invest in smaller uh cities 
Yeah, and they're you know they've been they've been proud to call that that city their home for tw- the twenty past twenty years, and this is going to be their global headquarters, you know, for operation. I mean, it is it is really big. It is going to do a lot for that area, and I I think it's also cool for you know for the you know this side of the country too. I mean, when you start to think of like a lot of your major companies, you think of California. You know, you think you think that side when it comes to a lot of these companies, but um. You know, I think this is going to be one of those those places that would be really cool just to go take a tour. You know, if 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 they hold some sort of um, something like that. I mean, again, when when I walked the uh, the campus of Microsoft, it was all it made me want to do was work for Microsoft, right? I mean, so you could think about what what uh, they're going to be able to do with college camp, you know, college kids and 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 up and coming, you know, the, the next wave of game developers and next wave of these people and and what they'll be able to offer them and bring them and the opportunities. So, I think it's um yeah, it's really cool. It's a good it's just a good story. I like I know there's I know they're still having their fight with Apple and and all the stuff going around but like I like Epic. I really do. It seems like every time they make an announcement it's how they're going to get how there's more money for the developer, how there's it's a better profit share, how you how these tools over here are free for anyone that wants to use them. You know, it's just thing. It's just one after another like that. Even this fight with Apple, it's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they want to put more money in their pockets, but they're also trying to stop it where it's it's not affecting the end user as much. Um, and so for me, I just I, I'm a fan of Epic Games. Even if you don't like Fortnite, you have to look at what this company is doing for for gaming and 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 the tw- and the things they're offering to other companies. Um, it's it's good, and now this, and now this, uh, this move is just a, another expansion for a company that you don't have to go back more than say five years to look at a company that has just exploded. And yes, Fortnite being helping them a ton, but at the same time, watching them invest into themselves more than just Fortnite is um, very is a positive feeling to me as far as what Epic is going to do in the future. For not just the gaming industry, we've already seen what the Unreal Engine and this future Unreal Engine is going to be able to do for the movie industry and the TV industry. You know, all these things that that they're that they're looking to ad- help advance with their technology, and that's uh, I mean that's what that's why we do what we do. Why we you know we like tech, we like seeing what's next and how it's going to evolve. And, um, you know, this is just a, is a cool piece that isn't that far off. It's not like we're talking about this. Oh, it's going to take 15 years to build this. They're done. They're done. And, you know, they want to be done in what? What? Uh, 36 months, 36 months. They want to be done. It's impressive. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe 36 months is like, okay, headquarters is built. Now we're going to take the next, you know, five years building everything around it. I'm sure there's, there's tiers of this, but It'll be cool to see for sure. All right. That's our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit gameslomedia.com. Check out the videos, check out the blogs, check out all the podcasts that we have to offer. And, uh, you know, just a ton of content that we, uh, that we throw up there every week. And, uh, 2021 is already firing off and, and we have, we have a bunch of shows putting out great content for you every week. Um, I lost I lost track there because we went so fast through the news. Um, it's time for it's time for moment of the week, right? Zilla update. Is that how we do things? That's still Blazing a thing. Fam. Is that still yeah a thing? yeah? 
In 2021, we're still still rocking the Zilla update. It's so still gaming moment, gaming moment of the month. We've been off for like a month. <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right. Well, Butterboy, uh, gaming moment. What's up? All right. So mine uh, sort of came in at a little bit of a surprise, an unexpected gaming moment. Um, I have been playing Cyberpunk 2077. A current gen game? Uh, a current gen game. And typically, I would not uh, be one to buy into or play a game that is being plagued uh, as buggy or bad or a company being uh, malfeasant in <laughs> in their lies. Um, but Johnny Riot hit me up uh, last week from in the Discord, and he goes, hey, man, one of my buddies might have a, a cyberpunk code if you'd be interested. I think you'd have a fun time uh, playing through some of the glitches and and, you know, getting a firsthand experience on it. I told him I would. So shout out to Johnny for facilitating and big shout out to I hope I say it correctly. Rylexy. Currently, a member of our Discord who's been very generous and kind to uh, myself and and several others with with sending out some codes. So thank you so much. So I've been playing Cyberpunk, and I was pretty excited because it it's a game that built some excitement leading up to its release. I was like, I, I do want to play this game, but then you know it came out, it was unplugged. Oh, everyone panned it, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna wait wait for the next made it for all the patching wait for the next gen stuff and uh and give it a go well you know with with this code come my way i was like okay i'm gonna give it a try and i get into the game and i start playing it and um first off i laughed like a child when you could customize the size of your penis i still found that way too funny i'm uh, not mature enough to play a game that has genitals in it i'm sorry yeah i'm just not um but i got into the game and honestly it it ran it looked good it ran smooth. The first day I played it, I, I had some glitches. Like I shot a guy who was in a car and his body just went flying through the roof into the moon. And I never saw that guy's <laughs> body again. Uh, I had some, I had some issues like everything's looking real nice. And I look over at one of the vending machines and it's just blurry, non-loaded textures, but it's like, okay, these are all things that you could see in just about any video game, you know, especially a large open world, ambitious video game. There wasn't anything that was like, this is this is atrocious because I'm playing it on an Xbox Series X. So there, there's ex the expectation is going to run a little bit better than it should on a stock Xbox or a PS4, you know. And so I, I put some time into the game and again, minor stuff. I had uh, I had a glitch where my car couldn't drive around. It was like invisibly boxed in. My car just could like only like kind of fishtail back and forth. It couldn't really go anywhere. I was like, OK, well. I'll restart. And then I was able to, when I load back in, I still couldn't drive forward, but I could then back around <laughs> this invisible wall. Don't know where that came from. Again, not game breaking. It's unpolished, but that's not game breaking. I've had like icons come up on the screen that stayed there that weren't supposed to stay there. So I've had to like restart the game to get those to go away again, inconvenient, but not unplayable. Um, my issue with the game is I'm 13 hours into the game. That's a lot of gameplay for me to play. You put more time into it than I have. Me too. Well, well, the thing is, you guys start playing it on launch day when it wasn't playable. I'm playing version 1.06 or something, 1.6. So it should be on 1.07, I guess. Yeah, I don't, depending, on, depending on what when the last day was yeah. you played. 
at, at least at least on install day i pulled one six i got so i'm 13 hours in for the first 10 hours i didn't even know if i liked the game i was playing because of its style of gameplay it moves really slow for the first 10 hours. It's a lot of watching through these scenes and choosing the dialogue and de developing the story and building the world. It was like 10 hours. That's a long time with only a few moments of what I felt like were tense action. Whenever I tried to step outside the moments of tense action, I was getting wasted. I'm like, oh, let me go pick up this contract and go do this open world side quest. Destroyed, 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 because I was too weak. The, the leveling around me, it, it didn't coddle me at all. I was just thrown out there to die until I played enough of the story where I was competent. It was at the 10 hour mark that I was strong enough to do side quests and that I started to actually feel like I was like, I know confidently I'm having fun with this. I'm not just playing it out of intrigue. So I'm liking the game. It's playing well for me, but it took a long time for me to get to that conclusion. I honestly thought I was going to come onto the show today and say cyberpunk's actually really boring. I don't like that's the problem it has. But the problem cyberpunk has is it takes too long to get going. And if someone isn't committed to giving it that time, I don't think they're going to get a good time out of the game. Other open world games that I've played within the first hour or two hours you're off living the open world life. It took me 10 hours in cyberpunk. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. I think, yeah. And I mean, I agree with you. I, I put maybe if you're, if you're that many hours in, I'm probably like half of that. Right. Cause I only played on launch day and I haven't even tried it again with the patches. You're still running an Xbox one X version of the game. It's the, you know, and so for me, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll revisit it when you give me my series X version sometime in 2021. But bottom line for me with this game is that, I've already moved on. I just don't care. I, I don't, I can't sit here for, and this is different. For, this is obviously a different experience for you. Someone gave you a code. You went into this game after there was th two, three patches, but I can't let a game just take a, take a complete and take a, I don't know, dump garbage on me and laugh at me. And then four weeks later, be like, I forgive you. Like, I just can't do that. And so for me, it's like, I moved on. I started playing other games and I'm completely content with the games that I'm playing. I don't need cyberpunk. It's pretty much how I look at it. So I don't know that I'll ever actually give this game a fair shake. Just like I really actually never gave No Man's Sky a fair shake, even though I will sit here and tell you it's a much better game than it was at launch. And I think there are a lot of people that enjoy that game. I just... I'll never forget how I was how I was treated when I paid full price for that game at launch. And so that's just I'm more of the butter boy in that sense of don't wrong me out the gate unless you really have a product that's going to somehow pull me back in. And your single player, honestly, kind of dull uh, world. I'm not impressed by the world. I'm not, you know, like in these things like. I, I don't, you know, and I, obviously we, I had a conversation with our good friend BMC about this on stream the other day, and he disagreed with me because he is a lot, he's got more hours than you put into it, right? But I, like, I can't justify that I need to put 30 hours into a game to make a world feel alive. And that's the thing, is that this world feels, it just feels hollow. It just, it, it, I like, like, sure, if a guy flies out of a car and up into the moon and never shows back up, that's funny the first time, the first 10 times. But on the 100th time, 
you know, when this game's eight, eight, you know, a year old and it's still happening, like I'm just tired of it. I don't care. The the rebooting the game's not bad because the Series X reboots fast. Sure. Right now, not a problem. But when you're 50, 60, 70 hours in and you're still dealing with it, I'm not okay with that. Like I just don't that's not an experience that I need to worry about. So I um I look at it that way in the sense that I've watched people like Greg Miller of Kind of Funny Games trying to go in 100% his uh his achievements, his his trophies or whatever and going for a trophy and then because of it glitching, he has to backtrack 30 hours basically to try to get that trophy because it glitched. And then when he did that, it fixed it, but then something else glitched and he could still couldn't get the trophy. So he's like, you know what? You win this one, Cyberpunk. And when Greg Miller says you win this one, I'm not going to go 100% in when, he's, when he enjoys getting that platinum trophy on games. Like, that, that's a big, like, to me, I look at that and I go, well, if I'm like, that's not me at all. And I, I just am not, like, if I am going to play this game, I'm gonna, it's going to become a very linear game. I'm going to rush through it in fear that something like that's going to happen to me. And I'm going to walk away from a game that I have 50 hours in without without feeling you know satisfied and so yeah that is I, my concern that is yeah. my concern i'm 13 i've invested 13 hours in and so far i'll say i've in i for sure had fun for three the other yeah. ones felt like it was like okay i'm i'm playing this game i'm interested i'm interested in this story in this world but i wouldn't say it was like a fun gaming experience until i hit the 10 hour mark so if i hit 18 hours and then all of a sudden i have to go back and restart i probably don't yeah. Like that's, that's probably my journey probably ends yeah. if I have to replay anything more than about three hours. I think that's about as much time right. as I and, would, I'd give it like one play session back. And this is a very different experience for you because you don't have $60 invested into the game. Mm -hmm. um, or for me, 300 and some dollars because I bought the, the limited edition system. But um, time is very valuable to you. We've talked, we, we were just talking about, you know, feeling bad because you play games too much type deal, you know, in the past. Um, so yeah, I think the second this game wrongs you in that way is pretty much your ticket of like, cool, it was fun. I'm out. And so, because you know, Spider-Man won't give you that experience. You, you, you know, these other games that you want to get that you would rather give your time to like a gears Four, a gears five, whatever that next game that you want to sink some time into, they're not going to give you that experience. You're just going to go in and you're going to either enjoy it because it's a good game or you're not because it's halo. Like that, that's the situation. It's not this game of like, yes, I like it, but it keeps, but, but the game keeps breaking. Like that's, that's the part that I'm just like, good God, can we just, you know, and then for them to come out just recently be like, yeah, but we're working on the free DLC that's going to come out in 2021. I don't want to hear anything about your free DLC. Like, I don't. That should be delayed for all I care. Your DLC should be delayed and 100% of your focus needs to be put on fixing this game. Don't come out and tell me that, oh, well, we got free DLC coming out in 2021. No, I don't care. So, I mean... It is what it is, and I think I think this is one that I am going to, um, I'm just I'm never going to come around for. Like I, I really don't think I'm going to come around on this game, and be even if they fix it, and even if it's not the popular opinion, I just something about this game has me very upset about it, and 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 the fact that um, I can't forgive the management team and what they did to to everyone involved not just the gamers but everyone involved um and and give this game more of my time so 
but we'll see. Like I said, I probably will revisit it at least once, which would be just to see what they do with the actual Series X version of the game, since it does, it is there for me forever, will be staring at me as a game that I have the right to, uh, to download. But uh, I'll be 100% honest with you, it's uninstalled off my Series X. That's how little interest I have. It was taking up too much space for me to uh, let it sit there and piss me off more. But I'm glad you had fun. And I have heard that like when it starts to kind of actually give you a sense of direction and a sense of story, because at the beginning of the game, like what did you end up picking? What, um, what one of the three, the street kid or okay, whatever. That's what know, I did. Yeah. Which, that's what which I was did. allegedly supposed to be the more middle play style between the two. I figured since I don't really know what I'm walking into, cause I'm not necessarily a huge RPG guy outside of, you know, borderlands and Pokemon. And I figured I'll just try to stick with something that's, closer to neutral um and you know again it, it sl- it's a super slow burn but now now that i'm now that i'm there and tracking with it and i'm i'm starting to have fun but it's a big ask in my opinion to ask someone to play 10 hours of a game before they feel it the fun factors in there that's my personal experience i'd love yeah. to know what other people think in the discord that have got past the 10 hour mark in, in cyberpunk i think it's, it's it's definitely a tough ask considering like I didn't play a lot of Witcher 3, but I can tell you after the first main mission of Witcher 3, I could tell you that the game was special. Literally, the first creature that I fought and, like, tore its head off and and threw it over the side of my horse and brought it back to town, I was like, wow, that was cool. I still didn't play the game, but, like, fully. But right then and there, I was like, this is a co- this is this is unique. This is a cool game. Coming from, you know, and, and I just... The fact that you got to get 10 hours in, you got to get to certain points without giving any spoilers away that maybe other people haven't done. I haven't even done it, but I've read about it as far as when when this this game actually starts to make a little bit of sense that there is a cohesive like story that you're going to go down. Because at the beginning, it's just kind of like a montage of just shit going on that you're just kind of throw, throwing around like a ping pong ball. And then eventually you come out the other side with, you know, a story. So... <clears throat> what about what about uh you Mickey what what's your gaming moment Oh um man I forgot <laughs> Oh my gosh I forgot uh, Yeah we gave we gave Butterboy a lot of time there it was it was a oh big Oh my gosh I, I was a little blown I knew he got the code I was a little blown away at how much time he put into it I was too when I looked at the count you know and I was like oh geez I I didn't realize I had played that much. It was it, when I noticed it was around 10 hours, right? When I was like, oh, I'm starting to have fun. Man, guys, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff unhappened. Um, man, well, I don't even know where to begin. I know I had a, um, a couple I actually did. Um, I Nicky, did, you just had 20 minutes to think about it. <laughs> I thought about it. I had it because I didn't, I didn't think I was going to have 20. You also, only, you also only have to pick one thing. We, you know, it's, it's up to you. The uh the 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 sexy Wii Shop channel music played for like it's like nine minute nine minutes nineteen seconds long, and I had to start it again. So it's been about a good fifteen minutes. Well, you have you have three minutes because it's we're at fifty five minute mark. We got to end at the one minute the the, the one hour mark. So I'm gonna give you three, and then I'm gonna take two, and then we're calling it. You see you you see how they you see, you see how they do me. I took less time than you. You see how they do me, y'all. Right, you're down to two, two forty, two forty. And I plan on just riding it out until, uh, until I have like one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, seriously, 
definitely. Um, I mean, and they're just like real quick. So the, I mean, the, the, the first one is going to be uh, Among Us. Didn't didn't Among Us um uh stream with the community with some uh, some new peoples. Uh, met met a lot of new people. Had a lot of fun. Uh, definitely want to do that again. And my second one, which is going to make um Butter Boy and uh, Grim too happy, but uh, it's been Animal Crossing. I've 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 dived <laughs> into Animal Crossing, and I could be it, worse, man. It could be worse. Yeah, it could yeah. be a mobile um, game. I'll tell you off 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 stream, but um, Animal Crossing. I've like started um having fun. Um, matter of fact, meeting new people, jumping into Sienna Island, starting to learn the game a lot more. The game is picking up for me, so um, I'm I'm like interested to the point where I can get to where I can terraform the island and like build it out the way that I want instead of just planting trees here, um, picking this plot here. So, but it's totally starting to come together, and I'm I'm like starting to really enjoy it. Like I check in every day, every day. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's been, uh, that's been my gaming moments of, of, of the week, but, um, yeah, kicking it to you. All right. Well, I, um, you know, I sound like a broken record, but obviously we've been off through the, through the holidays, but my, my gaming moment would be, we, we broke 3000, 3000 followers on, on my channel. We, we partied, we had, we celebrated new year's. And we talked about how social, how how streaming and gaming has been a social uh, outlet for me. I, I celebrated New Year's Eve on Fortnite, watching every hour on the hour, watching fireworks go off in the sky, and at least feeling like I was celebrating with people that not only were local but across across the world, which was pretty cool. Um, and actually had a pretty good time. So that was you know in, in the holidays where I didn't really get to see my parents and I didn't didn't get to do the things that I wanted to do. Um, it was a nice kind of way to end the year to kind of still have like a, a memory, still have like something that I can look back on. And so, you know, that, uh, that was a really good moment. Um, and then as far as the gaming side of it, my progression in Rocket League guys, this, everybody that's been spending some time and helping me watching my, watching my highlights and being like, Hey, good job. But start thinking about this, this, and you know, like, it's just been really, really positive. And because of it, I think I've, I'm really starting to see like my wall play, my aerials, my kickoffs, everything has started to started to grow again. I felt like I kind of hit a wall and um, now I feel like I'm progressing again. So I, uh, I look forward to really starting to try to push into diamond here as a, and, and become an established diamond player uh, before I can really start to work and look at maybe uh, sneaking my way into the champ champ level uh, rank. But Rocket League has been a lot, a lot of fun, and um, just hanging out with the community has been great. So, thanks everybody for that, and hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody's had a, had an amazing holiday and and come into twenty twenty one a little bit refreshed and looking forward to um, everything that uh, this new year will hopefully bring to us. But yeah, that's uh, that's about it. That's our that's our gaming moments of the week. We always like to hear what you guys are up to. What you know, obviously we took the extended break. So, what what were some of your favorite moments over the holidays? What were your favorite moments uh, going into twenty twenty one? And and uh, what do you what are you looking forward to uh, this year? Uh, let us know in the Discord. Right, hop on in and um, go to gameslomedia.com, Click on that community tab and join the Discord. Come talk to us in the Games Little Podcast channel. But uh, that wraps it. That about wraps it up, guys. That's episode three hundred and forty-two of the Gamezilla podcast. We are officially back. We should be back on our normal weekly schedule. 
I know we had some technical difficulties today for the Twitch side of things as far as visuals, but we will uh, we'll ha we'll work through those as we made some changes and want to uh, you know clean it up and just uh, keep bringing more great content to you guys. So, Butterboy, why don't you go ahead and uh, you know give give your spiel? Go ahead and close it out for us. Got to give a shout out to all the other dope podcasts on the GameZilla Media Network, including The Legend of Retro, The Last Action Podcast, and Noobs and Dragons. Uh, if you enjoy what we do on the GameZilla Podcast, go to GameZillaMedia.com and uh, listen to any of those other shows. I promise you, you will have a fun time. And thank you so much to all of our supporters, patreon.com slash gamesillamedia. If you're watching us on Twitch, if you're listening to this podcast and enjoy it, consider contributing a couple dollars here and there to us, patreon.com slash gamesillamedia. And when I assume control of the family video that I am buying, uh, you will get a discount on renting a scratched up copy of Assassin's Creed 3 on the Xbox 360. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you that fantastic thanks again everybody we really appreciate it remember we are your elite free dlc for all your gaming news and until next time game on game on game on <laughs>